Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. And welcome aboard December 23rd, 2023. And it is humble host Matt Dunn, guest hosting for Randy Corcoran. Been doing this a few times of late, as Randy has guest hosted for yours truly, Matt Dunn on Backbone Radio on Sundays, 4 to 7 p.m. We just keep passing this little baton back and forth. And we get a thrill out of it. Helping a brother out goes both ways. And I will not be in tomorrow night for Backbone Radio, it being Christmas Eve. I thought I better be hanging around with the uh, the family folk, the four little kids, the amazing, lovely pink wife, the extended family, and the rest of it, because, you know, Santa is coming tomorrow at around, what, midnight? Or does he... Does he launch that sleigh a little bit before midnight? We're going to be ready for him. And I come driving over here to the studio, and guess what? It's raining. It's raining. Drizzle. Light drizzle forecast for the next hour. And I'm thinking, whoa. We have like two days. Basically, we're down to a day before Christmas happens, and we got drizzle. As in raindrops? I don't know, John, back there behind the glass. Is that going to cut it? Rain around Christmas in the Denver metro area? I'm going to be requiring... Yeah. I'm going to be requiring some actual snow, some snowflakes. And I did hear the weather forecast just now that said around midnight tonight, the rain should be converting to snow... And that even on Sunday, there should be some level of snow. I didn't get all the precise details and the time. My phone does not say much about snow on Christmas Eve or on Christmas. But I'm putting in a little formal request through the power of the Randy Corcoran Show, double amplified by the power of Backbone Radio, that could we get a little snow? We would... We would be appreciating that. We'd like that for Christmas. But hope you are all in the season and in the spirit. I know you are. In spite of a few little things, like fascism in Colorado, the fascist, Nazi, Stalinist, Mussoliniist Supreme Court, I'm going to start calling them all the names that they deserve Because, oh, we've been talking about it all week. Now is my chance to to take a swing at this issue. The Colorado State Supreme Court takes Trump off the primary ballot here in Colorado. (laughs) And, oh, man, yeah, I mean, fascism full on. Full on fascism, Nazism, Stalinism. Just look at what they do. And so 
again, you know, we can't talk about the issues, can we? The issues facing the nation, like the Bidenomics, bad economy, like 16 more vans of migrants showing up in Denver Metro at Spear and Zunai. Hmm. Was reported on Fox 31. You can't talk about the wide open border. You can't talk about the bad economy. You can't talk about the forever wars. The dismal scenario. Egregious foreign policy failure in Ukraine. Pending war against the Houthi rebels of Yemen. They're trying to pump up uh, some kind of a war scenario, yeah. No, we have to talk about the deep state stunts. And that was one thing I did notice. After Donald Trump won the election in 2016, we had to work to talk about the issues. You know what I mean? We had to spend a lot of time diverted into tracking the deep state stunts, and that was the Russia, Russia hoax and the impeachment hoaxes and the constant daily hoaxes like uh jesse oh jesse jesse smollett it was like jesse smollett's those kinds of hoaxes every day for all those years and unfortunately as one of my themes as we bathe in propaganda in our screen-based culture and civilization the stunts of the left if one party isn't going to play chess if they're going to kick over the chessboard, I guess, unfortunately, you have to cover a bunch of those issues. And meanwhile, the country goes straight to pot, straight to hell, ladies and gentlemen. It is most unfortunate. But here we are, and we have to cover... Hey, who, who is embarrassed to be a Coloradoan right now? I'm putting it out there. Anybody embarrassed to be a Coloradoan? I mean, we're talking... Colorado is the laughing stock of the United States of America. The entire nation is laughing at Colorado once again. Yeah, with four justices on our Supreme Court, a 4-3 decision to take Trump off the ballot in the Republican primary. And I have to say, I am surprised my instincts told me this was too stupid. This was too frivolous. This was too pathetic, even, for far-left blue Colorado to engage in these kinds of shenanigans. But once again, you cannot underestimate the pathology of the left. The sheer psychopathology, would you call it narcissism, would you call it insularity, out-of-touchness, brainwashedness of the people on the left? Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll go through it, and I have all kinds of different commentary to be weaving into the program. I thought, well, I guess we better have to rebut all of this nonsense. I don't know. You ever realize, you know, how much how much time you have to spend dealing with nonsense, you just have to constantly be rebutting nonsense, nonsense. And that is uh, unfortunate. That is one glitch in the human nature matrix is that we are not very good, at least some of us, 
at filtering out nonsense before it enters your brain. Some of us train in this kind of thing, and some of us, you know, you study the samurais, you study Musashi, you study the people who know how to not let stuff in. Swordsmanship, that's exactly what it is. If you, It's really fascinating, actually, to study the philosophers of swordsmanship. If you go back, especially through Japanese history and Musashi, there's some great books about this guy and his mindset. How you wield that sword. No gaps. Don't let anything in. But, oh, golly, you know, some people do. And so, yeah, I guess, you know, you have to spend time talking about it. By the way, um, <laughs> this cracks me up, that the Biden administration has um, uh, instituted sanctions against several other countries who have taken their opponents off the ballots in their election in these other third world countries. <laughs> so, and uh, shall I list them? Venezuela. Mm. Biden administration announced sanctions against Venezuela not too long ago for, uh, yeah, taking their opponent off the ballot. Belarus. Yeah, that happened. Nicaragua. That happened. Sanctions against Nicaragua for taking their opponent off the ballot. Congo. Congo. Yeah. Uh, sanctions against Congo for taking their opponent off the ballot in the Congo. Which, by the way, is a fascinating country. I've read all kinds of books about the Congo. I would love to go, you know, sail around that entire Congo River if I ever just had a little free time sometime and just, you know, go check it out over there. Maybe do some volunteer dental work. I've done that in Africa, you know, a little bit. find that very rewarding. Um, but so... Should Colorado join that list, Venezuela, Belarus, Nicaragua, Congo? Should we make the list? I mean, should the Biden administration file sanctions against the state of Colorado for trying to throw their political opponent off the ballot just like they did in third world countries such as Venezuela, Belarus, Nicaragua, and Congo? I kind of wonder. I kind of wonder if we should be doing that. Phone lines already filling up. And if I may just fill out this opening monologue segment with just advertising what we are going to be talking about these next couple of hours. A lot of it will be this topic. Um, hang on. Just through a break. It will be brief. It will be fast. But... Um, Speaking of nonsense, this whole, oh, Nikki Haley might be Trump's vice president thing. Boy, is the establishment promoting that one hard. <laughs> and there's a few people out there who are actually thinking, oh, maybe that's going to No, that is not going to happen. That is nonsense. Nonsense. So I hope nobody is wasting time thinking about that. I already dissected that one last week on Backbone Radio and The Corporan Show. But I guess I'll have to do it again because I think around here we get it. But a few other places, they don't seem to get it. That's a non-starter, ladies and gentlemen. That we'll talk about the next spiral 
in the five spiral crash of the DeSantis campaign. He's out there saying that, oh, he's the real victim of the deep state persecution of Trump. <laughs> By the way, Vivek Ramaswamy said, hey, I am not, I am pulling myself voluntarily off the primary ballot in Colorado until Trump is restored. Way to go, Vivek. Principled stand from Vivek Ramaswamy. And they asked DeSantis the same question. Will you do that? He said, no, no, I'm going to stay on the ballot. I'm staying on. (laughs) Those delegates are mine now. That's his whole strategy. See? He's going to be the beneficiary of the deep state attacks on Trump. Which, by the way, I would say 99.9% chance the Supreme Court smacks down the Colorado Supreme Court. We go to SCOTUS, and they will make an embarrassing additional laughingstock of the Colorado fascist, Nazi, Stalinist, Mussoliniist judges in the state of Colorado. And, uh, huh, we will see how that plays, though. Uh, Let's not be worried about it. And by the way, it's a backfire. The Democrats overreaching, the left overreaching. This will boost Trump in Colorado. This will boost Trump nationally. And I've been saying this all along that the deep state is facing a checkmate situation, and every stunt they pull moving forward will backfire more than it helps them, okay? That, I think, is where they are, and I think they know it. They'll have all kinds of stunts coming, but, you know, from the mugshot to the raid on Mar-a-Lago to go down the list, they're at that point of diminishing returns and actual backfire returns, okay? So we'll cover these items. Um, We'll cover Tucker Carlson says, you know, I would not be a good VP for Trump. But I want to just go through that a little bit for what Tucker was saying in his denial, in his taking himself out of contention. Because, oh, I don't I don't I wouldn't be good at that. Oh, well, I have some thoughts on that. And I thought, I don't know, maybe at some point in this program, we could talk about some of the best books that at least host Dunn has read in the year 2023, and maybe invite individuals to check in on, hey, you read a good one that you would like to share with uh, with the audience, with the 710 KNUS vast elite listenership. We love that. I've got some good ones, and I've talked about a few of them along the way, but a lot I don't. I should probably talk about the books more, the books that I'm reading more. I'm always plowing through stuff. Yeah. It's maybe a little excessive, but you got to do it, right? You know? Anyway, it is Matt Dunn. I am in for Randy Corcoran this evening. We've got the great John behind the glass tonight. And on the phone lines, hang on just a moment, Tito. We'll probably be talking Colorado ballot, Supreme Court, Nazism, fascism, (laughs) when we come back after this little break. By the way, 303-696-1971. And thank you for keeping me on track with the texts to studio. If you could keep those humming on in, we've already had a, a nice pack of them. So keep them flowing. I'll look at all of them, and let's take our break. Be right back. Welcome back. A little sticks action here. Is that Tommy guy sings the lead on that one, not, isn't it Dennis? Dennis sings most of the lead on the stick songs except for Tommy once in a while and that's that working man song what's it called 
I like that one. And there was some concert where Styx got together with REO Speedwagon. Yeah. And they did a joint concert. And I've played that on Backbone Radio. Matt Dunn here, by the way, for Randy Corcoran this evening, this Saturday. Um, and that was, like, a really good show. You get REO Speedwagon and Sticks together, and they're, like, all on their on stage together doing their hit tunes. And kind of fun. Anyway, we're talking about fascism, Nazism, Stalinism, Mussoliniism. In Colorado, and you know the Nazis always had their they had, Nazis always felt like they had their reasons, right? They felt good about themselves or what they were doing, just kind of like the Colorado Supreme Court. They they feel like they've got their reasons. The far left feels like they've got their reasons. The deep state feel like they have their reasons for trying to keep their political opponent off the ballot. Oh, we can't let the voters decide who they want to vote for. Because we have to save democracy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hans von Spakovsky, who is one of the chief legal people over the Heritage Foundation, you know, just, just brings home a few things about why this is uh, specious and just ridiculous. Um, the, going into the 14th Amendment, um, you know, Section 3, the 14th Amendment applies to individuals who were previously, quote, a member of Congress or, quote, an officer of the United States. Uh, Trump never has held those job descriptions. Um, there's been no conviction of Trump for insurrection or rebellion. He was acquitted by the Senate after the last hoax impeachment nonsense. Um, back uh, back in 2021, and Spakovsky says, you know, there, some some federal court is not even saying that the um, that portion, Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, is no longer applicable because it applied to you know, the Confederates in the Civil War era. Um, Professor Stephen G. Calabrese of the Northwestern Law School, I'm a Northwestern man myself, spent some time studying in that Northwestern Law School. Anyway, Calabrese is out there saying that um, on that uh, issue of was Trump an officer of the United States, which is what is specified in that disqualification clause of the 14th Amendment. And Calabrese says, wow, after I read, this is a Wall Street Journal piece, actually going back a few months when this kind of thing first came up, I was reading Mike Mukasey's, former USAG Mike Mukasey's um, op-ed, September 8th in the Wall Street Journal, was Trump an officer of the United States? And... Calabrese says, wow, I read that Mukasey article and it changed my mind. Trump cannot be disqualified. Trump was not an officer of the United States. And here's the thing. You're going to have people trying to make themselves sound like they're smart on legal matters. They're smart. And you're going to get a lot of different interpretations from different hack lawyers out there in the media, in the echo chamber, in the sound system. That's how it all works. People will be bouncing this back and forth shooting light at each other, reflecting from mirror to mirror to mirror to mirror, confusing the masses. Meanwhile, America going down the tubes in the Biden era. Just remember that, right? But uh, this one seems mighty clear cut on that front. I'll do more of those kind of details after a bit. Let's say hey to Rick. Rick, our amazing marathon man, Glad you could check in. How are you? How are you seeing this stuff, sir? 
great, man. Merry Christmas. Likewise. Uh, <laughs> it's just, at a point, it, I'm at the point I'm just bored with it. They're just going to keep coming. We have to know it. And yeah. It, it's... It's insane. It's a madhouse. What other words can you describe? These people are Marxist. People have to wake up. This isn't Democrats. This is for the soul of the nation, for God's sake. 2024. Those are the stakes. Oh, yeah. This, they're not playing games. And uh, we, we, like you always say, got to hold strong. Don't be diverted by all the nonsense. But yet, you know... You got to dispel it. You got to pay attention to yep. it, and you got to see what they're up to, of course. And by the way, I don't know. Um, Scott Adams makes this case that you see all of the hoaxes they're throwing at Trump, the Russia, Russia, the impeachments, and the Jesse Smollett's, and the rest of it. Does it make you wonder in the aftermath of this Supreme Court Colorado decision? Does it make you wonder about 2020 election integrity all the more? These people will do anything. Well, They'll do anything. Bend any law. Climb any mountain, do whatever it takes to keep Trump, uh, yeah, from the well, winner's circle. The naivete of people like you, you, where uh, he doesn't want to talk about the election issue. And just common sense would tell you, they would do anything. So, of course, of course they were cheating. They used the darn Chinese Communist Party virus for the drop boxes, <laughs> the mail ballots. They were in every key state. Our own Griswold here admitted she sent out 75,000 ballots by mistake. Do you recall that? Um, I don't know the number, but I yeah. recall she did send out yep. ballots, and she had to come out and apologize yep. for that. Whoops. The yeah. whoops message. Anyway, it's just, you know, you start adding up, would you call that the circumstantial evidence? Anyway, just, you know, you see the mindset that we're dealing with here, and it does cast aspersions on everything else going all the way back to the escalator. That we've had to deal with. But I don't know. Were you surprised by this one, Rick, or not really? No, of course. I was expecting it. I, absolutely expecting it. They cannot win the war of ideas. They must deflect all argument. Their whole campaign is to demonize Trump. It has been now since 2015. That's all. That's their campaign, demonize Trump. Forget the truth. Yep. The uh, the next iteration of the dictator hoax is going to be all Hitler, Hitler, Hitler. Oh, yeah. And that's where that. we should yeah. we should just say, uh uh no, we've got Democrat Hitler. Democrat Hitlers are everywhere. And by the way, you know, how is the Biden administration treating the people of Israel right now, huh? I don't know. I think that we can use the Hitler, Nazism, fascism, the rest of it against the Democrats, and uh, that's what they always accuse you know, Trump of, but look who's pointing the finger, right, obviously. Right out of the Marxist playbook. Yep. Much like the Cloward-Piven theory, chaos, economic turmoil with these open borders. That, that It really actually makes me sick to my stomach. We can't keep doing this. You just can't. What is wrong with people? There should be mass protests. Shut the border airtight. Yep, and uh, that's what the people want. But, they're, man, do they ever go out of their way. There's this big thing about somebody on Twitter, and uh, I could get the name momentarily. I can't recall it right now, but was on a Delta Airlines flight and saw a whole bunch of people, uh, migrants, on a Delta Airlines flight that she happened to be on carrying these, like, packets of welcome information, and they had uh, no names given to them. 
interestingly, but they're being flown around on Delta Airlines to different cities around the United States of America. And I'll, I'll do a bit of a segment on that. But you see, it's so concealed. They hide it. They hide it. They hide it. And that Bill Malugin guy who gets some of the word out on Fox News, they're always trying to clamp him down and suppress what his information is. And so people, a lot of people don't really know exactly what's going on, right? Exactly. And by the way, in the mountain towns, they are getting bus loads of Venezuelans spread out throughout the mountain. Carbondale. That's a fact. Carbondale, Colorado. Well, that's one of them. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's happening in every mountain town. And as usual, I believe a businessman says, oh, yeah, well, we need the extra help anyhow. Can you imagine that? Mm-hmm. Taxpayer expense for all of this. It's pretty vast, Rick. They're trying to sink this place, and the truth-tellers who come forward and say what's really going on are the ones who get punished by the regime. Yeah? You see I it never, all the time. I never thought after studying communism going way back that it would happen here, but it, it's quite apparent. Yep. You have to be a fool not to see it. Yep. And to me... You know, these people, they know they're unpopular. They know that they've lost the heart of the masses. They know that they have screwed up the place, right? And so they have to create stun after stun all the way to November 2024. They know Trump is leading in all the polls, in the primary and for the general. They know that they don't have much alternative to Biden, though they'd love to get someone else on there, but they can't find anybody who polls better than Biden. So, um, yeah, they're they're kind of stuck. One other quick one, Matt, your comment on, I see the uh, mainstream is really pushing Haley that she is within a whisper of Trump in New Hampshire primary. Have you seen that? Yeah, well, there's there's one fake poll that is out on that, which is, which is like laughably bogus. Um, the real poll that is out on that has Trump at 52. I actually printed the one out. It's from, uh, yeah, the... Um, University uh, of New Hampshire. Oh, I don't. It's YouGov. Uh, has it uh, Trump fifty two, Nikki Haley twenty two, DeSantis ten? But they're boosting this one other poll from right. some outfit that oversampled um, Democrats in the poll, apparently, which is bizarre. But anyway, it's a new new recommended poll. Also. Yeah, yeah. So. They're trying to push for Haley now and get ready for that one. And they're floating that VP business oh, and Joe, spreading those. It's it's a, it's lies. Well, CBS News says two sources, anonymous yeah. sources, said that Trump is considering Nikki Haley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I have a source said that I may fly tonight, too. So you know. Yeah. And as Roger Stone said, I have sources that say that DeSantis is considering Bozo the Clown for his running mate. You know, exactly, exactly. that's well, as far as you have to go on that one. Listen, you have in your family, God bless you, have a great Christmas. Don't talk before that happy New Year, and uh, we'll, we'll talk later, huh? Right on, Rick. And I'm, we're counting on you to stay close with us. We love your commentary, sir. And keep us posted on the next marathon, if you well, would. We love to finished, hear about it. Just finished 286, the Hoover Dam Marathon in uh, Nevada. Well done. Well done. A salute to you, Rick. Keep keep those going, and I don't know. One of these days, you might get me to try one of those. Yeah, so, well, maybe uh, that I'll, can happen. I'll you have to ask for advice beforehand, though. But I'm 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 out there pretty regularly, you know, yeah. trail running. So okay, yep. 
Well, Rick, Merry Christmas to you, your wife, your family. All the best. Let's be keeping in close touch, sir. And uh, Happy New Year as well. Let's carry on with Jack. Jack up in Evergreen. What are you seeing, sir? Doc, I can't tell you how much I appreciate your intellect. I really can't. I, I, I'm telling you, you just you just shock me, and very few people do. I uh, I'm not trying to be overly complimentary. I'm just being as truthful as I can be. Uh, even Randy, as far as I'm concerned, is falling short. Although I adore Randy, you are so spot on, and your callers. I don't know Rick very well, but I know he's a regular caller. But he sees it all, and of course it's. Not to brag, but this stuff I saw three years ago. But people are starting to see it. It's so apparent. It's so obvious. These four judges on the Colorado Superior Court, these four judges, have they are going to be the turning point. They are going to be so heavily rebuked by, this, by the, the uh, United States Supreme Court that when, they, when the Supreme Court gets done with handing down the, the, the decision on what they have done, they are not going to be able to get a job at Walmart shagging the, the, the shopping carts out of the parking lot. But what they probably could do, what they probably will be able to do for employment, is they can probably go to KNUS and get a job going on with Pete Boyles. That's all I have to say. Well, you know, you think about the Supreme Court, you know, and, you know, someone like uh, Ty Cobb was saying that, you know, it should be a 9-0 ruling. You're seeing a lot of commentators saying it should be a 9-0 ruling from the Supreme Court rebuking the Colorado, you know, just Nazi-Stalinist catastrophe here. But I don't know, what's going to stop some of those total partisan hacks on the Supreme Court, you know, appointed by Obama or whatever? What's going to stop them from, you know, trying to give some cover to Colorado? I, I think that they're politicians wearing robes. And I don't think it'll be nine to zero, but I do think it will be shot down. But do you do you have any thoughts on that? I mean, wh- why would they leave Colorado hanging out to dry? The far left political hacks that are right now on SCOTUS. Okay, it's what you're touching on is the that the politics of the court system, and it has always been highly politic. It's always been political. If you study the courts as long as I have, there has never been a time. All the justices on, on the state level, on the appellate level, on the, on the federal level, they are always political. There's never been a time that hasn't been a factor. So and they are very reluctant to decide So then why something. 9-0? Well, what, what, what's the significance of 9-0? They don't need 9-0 to defeat this, 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 this action of the Colorado. Okay. Uh, well, I thought you were suggesting that uh, it was going to be a 9-0 rebuke, no, like a unanimous rebuke. Okay. Okay, excuse me. Maybe I didn't explain myself. Okay. I believe the language of the decision is going to be very, very severe. Okay. Uh, it doesn't have to be 9-0. I don't know who's going to write the opinion, but whoever writes it, it's going to be severe. The language is going to be severe with respect to what they did. That's that's where I'm going. And that could be 8-1. It, it doesn't have to be 9-1. And that makes perfect sense to me. Um, but I would imagine, especially the Obama appointees, will try to support Colorado, give them some cover, you know, but a 9-0 rebuke would be, you know, pretty, pretty impressive. I just don't think we should expect it. But, uh, you know, here's what Ty Cobb said. Um, So I think this case will be handled quickly. I think it could be 9-0 in the Supreme Court for Trump. 
And that's Ty Cobb, who used to practice law here in Denver. I believe it was called Hogan and Hartson Law Firm at that time. Now he's off in D.C. practicing law out there. Um, but we shall see, you know. But what, what do you think of these people? And by the way, Jack, it was the Ivy League law school grads that were the four and the University of Denver law school yes, grads yes. that were the three. Yes. So yes. it was the and Denver... I- people that did not want to uh, take Trump off the ballot. And uh, one of the judges, uh, drawing a blank on the name, made a big point about due process. Trump's not getting due process in any of this. Well, that's That that's was true. one of the dissenters on that. And yes, it's true. <laughs> well, how, yeah. how, how can you go, how can you, and I probably told this to you the other day when I talked to you, but, but how can you go to the 14th Amendment and, and find the, 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 the third uh, thing that is 150 years old, and how can you focus on that and gloss over the due process rights that the 14th Amendment gives to every defendant? I mean, they, they ignored the one, and they found the 150-year-old obscure to focus on. I mean, Alan Dershowitz, God almighty, the guy's a genius. I mean, it, it, this, they're, okay, my point is they're going to get slapped so hard, they're not even going to be able to get a job at McDonald's. They're going to become part of the Liz Cheney uh, uh, coalition. Yes. I mean, yes. that's where they're going. That's but, where they're going. But they will be supported by the left and by the deep state. You know, the people that help find ways to support people who do Matt. the deep state's bidding behind the scenes. I mean, that that's why I think we have so many traitors and turncoats in this country. And they get people Matt. to fly out there and do stuff like this. It's behind the scenes that there's some kind of support for them. Real quick, it's... Justice uh, Carlos Samor, S-A-M-O-U-R, yes. made the big point of due process in his dissent. But Ma- yes. Maria Birkenkotter and Justice Brian, Chief Justice Boatwright, they all dissented. And they're, the, they're all, I guess, DU grads. But the Ivy Leaguers, yeah, man, I mean, they want to well, decide who you can vote for or not, yeah. Jack. And last week when we talked, we talked about how to defund them through our, our – our, uh, our trust that we set up for our kids and not fund these colleges that have these guys. Exactly what I was popping into my head. You were talking about you might not send your billions to the Ivy League if you have one of your grandkids go to the Ivy League. And, um, boy, bringing it home this week, here we are talking again about it. Hmm. Yeah. You know, you and I could talk for about four days. Anyway, not on the air. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Jack... I'm getting waved at. We're just blowing right through a break. But thank you for checking in, Jack. Stay close. Brother Jack, it's Matt Dunn. I'm in for Randy Corcoran. If you're on the phone lines, hang on, if you would, if you would. and um, But feel free to check in. There's a line open. If you might like it, we'll be right back after this. Little D. Snyder action. What was the name of that band? They had... What was the name? You can you could say it through. Yeah, Twisted Sister. I should know that. I remember that song came out when I think I was playing soccer. Was it, that must have been in like high school? Was I playing soccer? No. It maybe it was like okay, yeah, well, a little before then. Anyway, uh that dude had the hair. He had the hair. But uh I I think this this speaking of dudes this aggression will not stand, man. Yeah. That's my message to the Colorado Supreme Court, man. That's what I'm talking about. This aggression will not stand, man. Yeah. 
This is aggression. We don't need this kind of aggression from these fascist, Nazi, Stalinist, Mussoliniites in our state who are trying to prevent you from voting for the candidate you want to vote for. We have unelected elites telling you who you can and cannot vote for. How do you like that? Is that arrogance? Is that, well, I mean, what do you even call that? Uh, it's definitely a pathology going on. And it kind of goes with the tyrant territory. Just getting right to the point. You know what I'm saying? Let's, uh, let's keep saying hellos. Chuck in Oklahoma. Howdy, Chuck. Glad you're here. Hey, uh, Matt. Good to talk to you. Are you in so, Tulsa uh, or OKC or somewhere else? Yeah, Tulsa area, basically. Broken Arrow? Uh, no, actually Bartlesville. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, I love that country, got to say. Love that state, Oklahoma. So uh, I saw on the news, uh, I mean, I, I see that Denver and uh, I know there's other towns receiving buses from Texas, but I saw yeah. they're going to sending 100 up to Denver this week, which I think is fabulous. Uh, I only have one question about um, what, like with Greg Abbott. Now, uh, of course, they're going to be arresting people and trying to deport um, a lot of them and stuff. And my big question is, uh, why didn't he do this all like in the beginning, beginning of the administration? Uh, who do all this in the beginning? Which? Uh, uh, Greg Abbott, the, uh, the, the governor of Texas. There you go. Exactly. See? That's. Do you, do you ever wonder, like, what has taken Abbott so darn long to, like, get around to doing stuff. And I've been asking that question on air for quite some time. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on that, Chuck? Seems a little belated, right? Right. Well, I saw Tucker Carlson comment on that, and he said he was um, – I can't remember what word he – I don't know if he said cowardly or, or – um, it was – oh, I don't know. It was a, a similar word. It was more detrimental than that, but – uh, yeah, I mean, I'm thinking to myself, okay, almost 10, 10 million people later, and um, you're just starting to do like a lot of these things now. I think he said gutless or something like that, maybe. Yeah, well, gutless for sure. Um, yeah. I don't know. Governor Abbott in Texas has always seemed to me to be someone you can't rely on. And when they tried to get A.G. Ken Paxton out in Texas... And that failed so badly, and Paxton went on the initiative, taking the offense, going after his really shabby, bushy political opponents down there. I think that may have been what moved the needle for Abbott, okay? Because Paxton's really making some noise, and he's the one who's been wanting to get that border addressed forthrightly in Texas for quite some time, but it seemed like Abbott was kind of blocking uh uh Paxton but now i don't know seems like Abbott's on the move a little bit could that be why uh, well that's probably a, a big reason but um i don't know I, I just don't i just i don't know i'm kind of drawing a blank because like i said a lot could have been done a lot could have been prevented um although i do love to see it come to um you know the denver because uh, they've pushed so hard uh, saying that they're uh, the sanctuary city. They wanted to be pretty much the capital of that. The only regret I have is that Michael Bennett's not, not much, no, uh, Hancock, what was his name? Um, uh, Hancock's Michael the Hancock. mayor of Denver. Um, 
Hickenlooper is the senator, and, uh, right. and yeah, so. My only regret that they, uh, one of them wasn't uh, mayor, you know, especially Hickenlooper, I guess, like uh, when all this is going on, to be hitting those buses there. Yeah, and I remember Hickenlooper when he ran for mayor of Denver for the first time, and he was like, I'm going to end homelessness. I'm going to end it. And by the mm-hmm. time he walked out of Denver, kicking up the ladder, right, uh, homelessness was a way worse problem. And so it's just one of those things where, you know, how, how do you keep on climbing the ladder when you don't, uh, you know, do what you said you were going to do and things like are worse? I don't know. But somehow that has worked for Hickenlooper. Isn't it interesting? There's a guy that you never, well, him and Bennett, but I mean, especially him, you never hear a, a word um, you know, from him, the, the, the senator that didn't never wanted to be a senator. Yeah. I mean, I guess he's still out there being senator, right? You just don't hear much, right? Yeah. So, but, um, you know, some some of those flights, because I know like in, in Chicago now, um, which there's an interesting uh, study there is like they're turning um, black Chicago red. Uh, they're, they're holding uh, all kinds of meetings and rallies and stuff. They want Trump to come there in the worst way. If I was him, I certainly would. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that. I do have a clip that um, is from a Chicago meeting. Was it some kind of a town hall with the Chicago local politicians present? And I was going to mm-hmm. save this for later in the show, but African-American Chicagoan stands up and he's asking for Trump to come back here and clean up this mess in Chicago. And actually, if you don't mind, what if we listen to that brief clip together yeah. Here, Chuck, here it is. This, is, this goes to Chicago. I am anti-immigrant, illegal, call ICE, send them all back, waiting across the Rio Grande for, and, and don't uh, obey our immigration and naturalization laws. And to see another group come over here, it's disgraceful. It is un-American. And these rules that you have, the rules, who made these rules? When did our ultimate vote for these rules? When did the people have time to, to participate in making these rules? And one of you all came over to me, Mr. Blakemore, we got little children. What about the black children in the ghetto? We got to make a future for them. These others will move them out. Move us out and they come in to compete with jobs, goods, and contracted service. The historian. Paul Addison say that they have a negative effect on the black community. I'm strictly advocating for black people. And call ice on them. Trump, come in here. Clean this mess up. The most corrupt city in the United States is the city of Chicago. And that's not my... There Thank you, you go. Mr. Blakemore, for your comments. That's a uh, Mr. Blakemore, a black Chicagoan, standing up asking for Trump to come into Chicago and clean the mess up with all of the incoming migrants and the problems they are bringing to Chicago. And he's speaking straight up as an advocate for the black community in Chicago. You heard that, sure. Chuck, right? Yeah. Just one step uh, further, I'll let you go because I know you're busy, but... Uh, how how many times have you heard, like, in that area, I mean, they were just broke, there was no money or anything else, but, man, the hundreds of millions of dollars are just flowing now 
like like water, like when it comes to um, putting up the, the illegals and, and uh, so forth. Yeah, remember that the establishment said, Paul Ryan said, Mitch McConnell said, we don't have money for Trump's border wall, but if you want to add up the money that is being spent on the migrants who are coming in, flying them around on Delta Airlines, setting them up in hotel accommodations, arranging for them to end up in various swing state cities like Philadelphia and the rest of it. How much money? You want to add that up? Oh, it's dwarfing the wall, Chuck. Yeah. I think oh, we I all know. know that, right? But like, like I said, in Chicago and Illinois specifically, they said there was absolutely no money that broke running deficits and everything else until... Uh, the illegal showed up, and then um, the, not red carpet, but the uh, streets of gold. Yeah. Well, that's America right now, and the people on top, this is what they want. That's what the rhinos want. It's what Biden wants. It's what the Democrats want. And they're trying to punish the truth tellers for bringing this to people's attention. The American people don't want this at all, but too many of them don't know what's actually happening. Chuck. In Oklahoma, thank you. Thank you for being here with us. Stay close. Honored to have your listenership a couple of states away. Be back. Matt Dunn in for Randy Corcoran.